Hi, this is the Robberator, and you can support my mad grab for power and the Sword and Laser podcast by going to patreon.com slash sword and laser. Hey everyone, welcome to the Sword and Laser. I'm Veronica Belmont. And I'm Tom Merritt. Sword and Laser is a book club, but it's so much more. We bring you author interviews, news from the world of science fiction and fantasy, and awesome discussions from fans just like you. And I am getting increasingly better at ignoring Tom as he tries to interrupt me during the cold open. In fact, if you hadn't pointed it out, no one would have noticed. Not a cold open, technically. My mistake. It's not. I'm, oh, no, because we play the music first. Mm-hmm, You're right. Mm-hmm. So it's not. It's a warm open. It's a friendly it's a, open. It's a friendly warm. <laughs> it's, co- it's a cozy A warm open. embrace. Yeah. <laughs> How you doing, Tom? Uh, good. I am having a 15-year-old Ela, or I'm sorry, Isla, uh, Scotch from Bowmore. It's so it's a, not, uh, not an Islay? Because that's what I would have said. Yeah. I, I, I went from Islay to Isla to Isla. And if one I, of those I visited three all three right. places <laughs> looking for Scotch. I'd only found them at the last. I'm not drinking anything. I had, um, I had a cocktail at happy hour. And I tend to get very stuffed up at night if I have more than one drink. So mm. I'm just going to have some of this water here. Fair enough. Uh, well, I'll change you from teetotaler to water mm-hmm. in the show notes. There's no shame in that. What kind of cocktail did you have earlier, though? I had a... Uh, what did I have? Um, so it was a very ago. It was a very classic cocktail. It was a, a bourbon cocktail. No. An old-fashioned? Yes, it was an old-fashioned. Oh, look at that. I don't know why I forgot that. Probably because I had an old fashioned. Yeah, and it was so long ago. It was actually an hour and a half ago. So yeah, and it was very old fashioned. But back then, it was just normal. It was just a normal. It was just a. It was just a fashioned. Yes. (laughs) All right. Well, let's uh, jump into the show with the quick burns. This was the big news. Actually, when we recorded the wrap up last week, but we didn't do quick burns, uh, so we saved it for now. Lin Manuel Miranda of Hamilton fame, of Moana fame, will be the creative producer for Patrick Rothfuss's The King Killer Chronicles adaptations for both film and television. Oh my gosh, I'm squeeing everywhere. I'm just like a, a, a like a balloon full of squee that has popped all yeah. over the podcast. Our walls are covered in squee. It's just like squee, 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 squee. It's like I'm a making hand July motions that you cannot see. of squeeze. Um, also, uh, of drunk history fame. I don't know if you saw that particular episode of, uh, mm. Lin-Manuel Miranda doing, uh, uh naturally Hamilton on of drunk course. history. Yeah. <laughs> that would make sense. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, I, I couldn't think of a better pick, to be honest. I have always wondered how they would handle the music mm-hmm. because Quoth is an amazing musician. Now it's entirely we know. part of his character. Ah! How are you possibly going to have someone like you'd have to get freaking Lin-Manuel Miranda to be able to rep. Oh, wait, you did. Oh, mic drop. Mic drop all over everybody. Uh, I'm so excited about this. And you know what else I love? I just love this mutual appreciation society between the two of them. Uh The fact that Lin-Manuel Miranda is such a fan of the books. Yeah, and yeah, Patrick yeah. Rothfuss is just like an unbelievable person who gets to work with Lin-Manuel Miranda and is probably, I assume, a fan of Hamilton. How um, could he or not just, be? I and mean, be American. really. Uh, so. It's the one thing that brings us all together in this country is our <laughs> well, appreciation you, well, of Hamilton. Except for the boycott. Um, 
So yeah, except for that one defining factor I, well, of the I, news cycle of honestly, the last month and a half. Let's Tom. let's let's be let's be clear. There is no boycott. That's uh, right. Mike Pence said Hamilton was great and everyone should go see it. So there, there So take there that are, internet of there are complainers. A few, there are a few unrepresentative people of both sides of the aisle, um, perhaps. But I mean my baseball podcast that I listen to for the St. Louis Cardinals, best podcast in baseball, which by the way that is the best podcast in baseball. Mm. Uh, they, they talked about Hamilton all the time. This I year. think the uh, torture cast guys for the SF Giants would have uh, differing opinions of that statement. Well, they would be better if they did it about a different team. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Lin-Manuel Miranda. Hey! Yay! We Yay. love Lin Manuel Miranda. Um, I'm really excited about this. Uh, you will definitely hear more about this uh, on the show as time goes on. I'm sure. Absolutely, and thank you, Sandra, uh, for posting this in the Quick Burns. Sandra also posted a handy list of almost every science fiction and fantasy adaptation coming to TV and film from Tor. I guess this is a list they've had for a while. I was unaware of it, or if I was aware, I forgot. But they have recently updated it as of December first. Good work, Natalie Zutter over at Tor.com, and yeah. it's long. Yeah, this is an exhaustive list. And by the way, you stole my segue. I was going to say, speaking of adaptations, but instead oh, you went with, I went the speaking Sandra of route. Sandra. Yeah. So you found the other connector there. Got it. Okay. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of great stuff. Uh, stuff we've we've known about has been in the works for a while. A lot of these adaptations were were purchased or, or started having work done on them, you know, as early as 2012, 2014. Um, so these have been in the works for a while. A couple of John Scalzi picks. I know Lock In is on that list. Um, his other one, what's the other one that's on the list? I, I think Red Shirts is actually also still on that list as well. Um, we've got a couple from uh, Shana McGuire and Mira Grant, same person, different stories. Uh, the Newsflesh trilogy is in adaptation work, um, as well as the October Day series, uh, which we read for Vaginal Fantasy and takes place in San Francisco. So I'm kind of excited about that if they start work on that. Um, and Leckie, Ancillary Justice is on that list. Um, though it's listed there, as a film and I think it was actually uh, purchased an adaptation for a TV show uh, or maybe vice versa there were there were a couple on there that said they were being adapted to one thing but were actually being adapted for another but sometimes they switch too yeah I mean you so may it's hard think to keep that, track that it may, may have switched I mean this was just updated December 1st so right uh, maybe maybe not also the other thing to keep in mind as you look through this whole list this is every book that's been optioned being optioned yeah. does not guarantee that it will ever be turned into a film or a television show. Mm -hmm. uh, it just means that the studio intends to or wants to protect those rights and say, well, I, I certainly don't want Sony to do it. So I'm going to pay to option that book, keep it out of their hands, and hopefully we'll get to it. I hadn't heard about the new potential Watchmen adaptation um, from HBO. Um, it seems like it's still kind of a, a maybe over there. But yeah. that would be an interesting, that, I would, would, that would be kind of cool. I would look at every single thing on this list that hasn't come out yet as a maybe. Yeah. You know, Mort, I mean, I, Mort is on there. Mort, American Mort, Gods is Mort, shooting. Mort. Okay, Mort. I get it. <laughs> American Gods is shooting, so you can count on that. Handmaid's Tale, they put out publicity stills, so that seems like it's for real. And then there's things like Iron Fist, you know, like... There's a trailer, so you can you can be pretty sure that Iron but Fist is already wait yeah Iron Fist is already in production. It's in production, yeah. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Like there are those that you can look at and go, okay, they're actually doing things on them, but if if they're not, 
I'm just saying, like, don't get your hopes up. I know we, we're pretty lucky right here now. to pour I feel cold like... water on your hopes. That's what <laughs> yeah, I'm I was so, I was so excited, Tom. Um, I'm I'm feeling pretty good actually about what's on TV right now. I mean, I just Westworld just kind of blew my mind. I know I, I got into kind of I got into it with Brushwood on Twitter a little bit because I know he's very lukewarm on the show. Not an ab- adaptation. Well, technically an adaptation of a film, um, of a previous yeah. film. So right. still in the same vein. Um, and written by Michael Crichton, who's an author. He wrote the film. He, he wrote the film. Not the TV series. I know that. Jonathan um, Nolan, who's related to a Nolan. He's a Nolan. Yeah. So, so there's And J.J. Abrams is executive producer. He does things. He does things. Lots of things. Good things. Anyway, uh, lots of lots of good stuff in the in the pipeline. Uh, you know, whether or not it comes to fruition, still uh, TBD. Um, but I'm excited about the potential there because there's we we've had some amazing stuff come onto TV in the past couple of years um, from the genre fiction world. So I think it's it's pri- we're primed and ready for for even more. Yeah, and not all, this will have all the option stuff, but they also have a separate section for the things that are actually in production coming soon, like American Gods. Uh, the things that are on the air and the things that are not currently on the air, but returning for another season. Uh, have you seen Riverdale's trailer? No. Do you know what it is? Wait, Riven- Riverdale. Riverdale? I don't. Riverdale, yeah. No. It's what an is adaptation it? of Archie comics. What is that? What? Oh, oh, it's oh, not, Riverdale. It's not fun. It's dark. It's dark? It's dark Archie. It's Darchy. Darchy. Oh, Grim, Grim Darchy. Yeah. <laughs> Grim Darchy. Well, there's the title of the episode. It's based on the more daring Archie comics, which changed tone recently. Mm-hmm. So uh, they call it a mashup of Pretty Little Liars and Twin Peaks. Oh, all right. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Fascinating. Um, Sylvana has a post, uh, and she says there will be eight or nine more Duncan Egg stories, said George R. R. Martin recently in an interview in Mexico. Uh, the full interview is over on YouTube. We'll have a link to that in the show notes. He also recommends people to read books from Daniel Abraham, Patrick Rothfuss, Scott Lynch, and Robin Hobb, and of course, Tolkien and Vance. Uh, lots of interesting questions and answers in that interview as well, according to Sylvana. I think George R. R. Martin is just cribbing our, our reading list. We've read so all of too. those people. We have. Um, as, though I'm kind of well surprised he didn't recommend Ty Frank, who was his assistant, who is the other half well, he doesn't of James S.A. Corey. Corey, which specifically would be the only way to recommend Ty. Daniel Abraham. Mm. I know. Does he not recommend James S.A. Corey? Ty hasn't written any books on his own? I don't think so. Oh. Um, I'm going to be real embarrassed, Ty, if I'm wrong about that. But I, assume, I, think, I think he is only published as James S.A. Corey. Okay. Frantic Typing by Tom on the other side of the screen. I'm going to check. Because honestly, if he has, I would really like to know that. Yeah, you know, you might be right. Um, I, I don't remember anything like that, but I, I've been I've been wrong before. I'm willing to be wrong again. Are you willing or are you just it's unavoidable? What? Ugh. That was Roger Chang. He, uh, he has uh, successfully moved to Glendale. Success. Great success. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, yeah, when I search Ty Frank, I just get Leviathan Wakes. Okay. <laughs> wakes. What did you say? Wakes. I said Leviathan Wakes. That's the name of the book. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the search result I get. Okay. 
Uh, Moving Alex on. found on tour.com an interview with Brandon Sanderson, which is on uh, Google Play. He talks about several things about writing characters, writing different genres, more writing. But the best part for Alex was that the next Stormlight is almost done. He said, I'm working on the third Stormlight book and it's almost done. I'm very happy with it so far. It promises to be the biggest and most epic of the books in the series to date. And then Julio, in a comment on Alex's post, said the first draft is actually 99% done, to be precise. In his website, Sanderson has progress bars for his many projects. I had that highlighted, which meant I was going to read it. See, it's highlighted. In that section. Your highlights go all over this doc. I don't know what they mean. Well, mm, fair enough. Fair enough. I, yeah. I was going to do you justice, Julio, I swear. I'll Did I not do one. you justice, Julio? I guess. You Aaron, Julio justice warrior. Aaron's, Aaron says, Anne and Jeff Vandermeer have announced the big book of classic fantasy. We're thrilled to have sold another behemoth of an anthology, the big book of classic fantasy, to editor Tim O'Connell at Vintage Books. Tentatively scheduled for publication in 2018 and covering roughly the period 1850 up to World War II. Whoa, this kind of implies that they want to do a modern fantasy next, doesn't it? Yeah. And honestly, I need to get their big book of science fiction. I already need to get that. It's on my my wish list at Amazon. Then I need to get the big book (laughs) of classic. (laughs) Hint, hint, Meg, my sister. Uh, Then I need to get the big book of uh, classic fantasy. And then if they were doing a modern, like these are becoming the the bookshelf of definitive anthologies here. I don't Uh, have any of them. Well, I don't either yet, I, I, but I need to do this. Uh, they also did the Time Traveler's Almanac and the Weird. Those are the two other anthologies, um, which are supposedly great as well. So, yeah, they're going to do a lot of in-translation stuff. Uh, you know, I don't even include... feel motivated to do another Sword and Laser because I'm like, well, I guess they've got anthologies covered. <laughs> because the Vandermeers are doing it. You're like, they're screw it. it. No Whatever. one needs to do any more anthologies ever. The difference is that we have original works from new authors. Right. Exactly. That's what makes us different. We're in, it's, it's, it's more like what George R. R. Martin does with his anthology. It's exactly like that. It's exactly. exactly like what George R. R. Martin does. You're right. Yeah, except with maybe slightly less well-known authors. That's true. Oh, you're still on Julio, so I don't know if you're reading the next one. Or oh, not. my God. Okay, now I'm... Uh, no, now You've it's established your turn. A precedent. We do block by block, Tom. This is how the system has worked for 10 years. <laughs> Block by block. I don't want to read these next two though. They're sad. Right. They're 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 uh, Peter Vaughn, who played Master Aemon in HBO's Game of Thrones, has passed away. He was ninety three, uh, and if you watch Game of Thrones, you could tell he wasn't just acting old. He was a very old person, and and he lived a very full life. Uh, but he is gone, as well as Ron Glass, aka yeah. Shepherd Book, aka the guy on Barney Miller. I watched him in both those series and loved him in both of them. That was these. Those were both very sad. Ron Glass just seems so young. Um, really, well, I know people he was were pretty seventy-one. So he is young compared to Peter Vaughn. He looks so young. He feels so young. Well, seventy-one is not as old as it used to be, right? Like, right. People live into their nineties fairly regularly here, so it is. It it does feel like he was taken too soon, even though he also lived a long, full life. I mean, Tom, how old are you? Seventy. You're like. You're so old. I know. <laughs> Believe me, I think about it every morning. My hip. Oh, your is your hip just shitty now? My hip is actually sore three days a week in the morning. Oh. Yeah. Did you fall? Is Not just, yet. 
Not yet. But winter is coming. It's still my favorite. My favorite comedy uh, bit of all time is is the Louis C.K. bit where he's he did it in a stand up and he does it on on the first season of his show. But he goes. This is a bit of a, a divergence. I apologize, but I think people will think it's funny. He goes to the doctor because his uh, I think it's his knee or his shoulder is bothering him. And the doctor's like, oh, did you did you fall? Did you do something? He's like, no, I just started hurting. And he's like, well, it's probably just shitty now. And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, well, like you, you're, what are you like? You're like 40, 45, 40, 43. Like it's, it's not going to really get any better. I mean, I can give you painkillers or I can, I mean, we could do surgery, but that's just gonna, you're going to have to go to physical therapy. It'll probably be even shittier after that. So it's just shitty now. You're just going to have to deal with it. And so now every time something hurts in my body, I'm like, well, that's just shitty now. Yeah, I uh, I probably shouldn't admit this, but I haven't gone to the doctor about the hip thing because it hasn't been that bad. And so I'm I'm sort of bun- waiting to go bundle to the it. doctor. It's like an Amazon add on. It's like, oh, oh I'll ask God. him about it the next time I go. I am um, the worst hypochondriac. I would never <laughs> that would not stand. I went to the doctor yesterday because I had this hurts. weird I had this weird. Yeah, this weird rash in my on my eyes. Turns out I have eczema on my eyes. So that eczema. was fun. Yeah, I have eczema. I I I buy them all. Uh, yeah. So I I will eventually I will so, eventually when I get some other ailment back in the hip, like no, I'm you have to go to the doctor. I I don't want to hear that like there's something like deeply wrong with you and you just joked about it on the podcast and didn't get it taken care of, and then I'm gonna live with that guilt. Tragically felled. I, hip I can't. Disease. I can't handle. That's not funny. That's not funny. Oh, now I'm mad at it's you. It's my hip. Yeah, but you're my friend. I, I make jokes I about my about dead you. father. I mean, I get to make jokes That's about okay. my cancerous hip. I don't want you to be my dead Tom. That's <laughs> okay, not. Fair the, all right, just go to the goddamn doctor. God <laughs> well, as soon as it. my wife's new insurance kicks in, I will. Okay. All right. That's all right. We can. We can. <laughs> I'll allow that. <laughs> this healthcare system's a mess. Let's go. Get on that. All right. Well, thank you all for submitting stories to our Goodreads thread for the quick burns. Uh, We always really appreciate it. You find tons of great stuff that we wouldn't have found otherwise. You guys are kind of the best. It's kind of impressive. I mean, it's not kind of impressive. It's super impressive how... I don't even mark things anymore because I it's like a trust fall every two weeks. <laughs> yeah. I know that the Patrick Rothfuss announcement, I'm like, it's gonna be in there. They're gonna have it in there. I mean, mm-hmm. you guys are the best. Thank you so much. You know, though I have to say, and this is not a knock on our on our four members. Oh, fine. I just gave a huge compliment and now you're gonna undermine. I'm tempering it, it a little bit. Um th- I have noticed that like the regular like general discussion has really quieted down in recent months. Like well, you, like they're not just talking about the normal stuff anymore. Be the change you want to anymore. see in the forums. I know. I you know I I literally like before the show I was like if I start making forum threads like it'll probably pick up speed a little bit because people will see them in their newsletters and jump in and start the conversation. So you're right. I do need to jump in and just start some conversations about things. Make um, the but you guys have been. Again. The, the book discussions, the book discussions have been amazing. The book threads, the the uh, discussions on the podcasts, the discussions on the quick burns have been great. It's just like the random talk that we used to do a lot of. That's a hard one, though. You down. can't. Yeah. Like, it's one thing to go like, hey, we need more discussions of the Rook. But we don't like we not that we wouldn't want that. But like that part is fine. What you're saying is like, hey, have more random, interesting thoughts. 
that like best cats in sci-fi is still going strong it's yeah. like people Maybe are still commenting it. in the threads that already exist they're just not not starting new ones the so, threads that exist are so good you yeah. don't even need new ones here's an idea um it's coming up to be uh winter break and we do include emails and and twitter posts and stuff in the uh barrier sword section so why don't you send us an email and tell us what is going to be on your reading list for for the winter break if you have some time off work if you're traveling for the holidays if you're you know going on a trip somewhere if you're going to be flying a lot let me know what you're reading just just send us an email tell us why you picked what you did if it's not one of the regular book club picks and let's just start a conversation that way we'll share with all the other uh listeners uh what you guys are reading yeah like i'm racing to finish catalyst the star wars prequel for rogue one before mm-hmm. i go see rogue one next mm-hmm. week mm-hmm. also i'm racing to finish it so i can start reading babylon's ashes by james s a Corey, which just came out yesterday uh and i probably will finish both of those before the actual break so i need some ideas because i'm probably going to finish the rook too i'm loving that I'm reading a little something called Pilot X um, by an author you may have heard of called uh, Tom Merritt. Um, that's that's pretty great. And how I'm is also it? <laughs> how is, it's 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 good. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, if if you know if you needed to change anything last minute before it hit the printers. <laughs> I'll let you know. Okay. Um, I'm also reading uh, Clockwork Dynasty by Daniel H. Wilson, which is his new one that's coming out soon. I'm hoping to blurb that. Uh, It it sounds amazing. I love him. Uh, He's a great writer. So, yeah, those are are two things on my additional reading list on top of uh, The 20th Wife, which we're reading for Vaginal Fantasy, which is amazing. Uh, Really, really great. And, of course, the book that we're reading now, uh, Daniel O'Malley's The Rook, which I love. So let's talk about it. It's time to talk about it. So this is this book. Um, I'm I'm listening to the audiobook version of it, um, and we have a book briefing for our Patreon subscribers over on Patreon.com/SwordAndLaser. So if you want to go check that out, uh, definitely do so. Um, Tassie Dave though uh, surprised me in the forums by having a, a pretty interesting list of factoids. Uh, he says this book has been on my radar for, radar for a few years. I hope it lives up to the weight. Uh, this is also our first ever Aussie Sword and Laser book. Oh. Oh. Yeah, and only our third ever book by a, a Southern Hemisphere-born author. Um, we had an alternate pick by Kiwi Adam Christopher in 2012, and of course, Tolkien, The Hobbit, was born in South Africa. Oh, it, wow. That's a, mm-hmm. that. I feel like counting Tolkien as Southern Hemisphere is cheating, but I, it's not. I mean, he was born there. Yeah, and it is also the 100th book we've read for Sword and Laser, 91 official picks, and nine alternates. Nice. Thank yes. you, Tassie Dave, for doing all that that research. That was amazing. All right. I have a bone to pick with you, Veronica Belmont. Me? Yeah. On Daily Tech News Show on Monday, Uh-oh. I said something about the Sheke. And you said, don't spoil things for me. And I was like, wow, I thought the Sheke was like introduced really early I literally, early on. literally got to it that next listening within also, five minutes. Also, and you'll find this in your patron briefing, the series was originally called... The Sheke Files. How like, did they spell that? It was that? literally in the title. All right. All right. Well, I didn't know Let's any of that. Let's not encourage the spoiler-sensitive culture. Um, How did they spell it? It was C-H-E-Q-U-A-Y. Okay. He types. Like Commander Chekhov, but Sheke. <laughs> uh, they, they changed it to the Rook Files 
after mm-hmm. a lot of people said, how do you spell the sheke? Uh, yeah, it's C-H-E-Q-U-A-Y. Okay. Um, interesting. You know, this book really reminds me of, of a couple different books that we've looked at in the past. Um, it's got a little bit of Gail Carriger's Parasol Protectorate, um, especially with kind of like the shadow government uh, mm-hmm. vibe to it. Yeah. And also the like, oh, there's you know, paranormal activity happening in the regular world. And we have a secret government agency that's been tasked to take care of it, who works closely with the actual government uh, in these matters. Uh, this isn't too spoilery, hopefully. No, and, and in that respect, it's a little bit Harry Potter, right? With the mm-hmm. wizarding world where has the whole Ministry of Magic that is really just one department of the the government of the United Kingdom, but it's hidden and secret, uh, and and that's that's essentially what the Sheke is. It's it's yeah. MI six for supernatural stuff. Well, and, well, and also, and they they kind of had a a boarding school of types uh, of, of a type for the children right. uh, who who work in this agency, and that reminded me a bit of of, of Gail Carriker's finishing school series, um, and also just in general. Had a bit of a bitter seeds vibe with the the milkweed triptych uh, by Ian Tregellis. Oh yeah, uh, I could. All, I actually thought of that when I was reading this. Is I could totally see the milkweed triptych being fit into this world, mm-hmm. like the mm-hmm. Sheke being the people who were contacting the wizards during the war. Not to give yeah. too much away about the the bitter seeds, but yeah. So th- that was my my kind of initial impressions once we started uh, learning a little bit more. Um, but we'll definitely we'll we'll get more into this on on the twenty first. Um, uh, we have I think the wrap up will probably be on yeah. the fourth. We have to figure out our schedule for the holidays yet. Oh, are you leaving? Are you leaving me? I'm not going anywhere. So. I'm not really going anywhere, <laughs> but just you know we we've got to we got to nail that stuff. I am going to CES first week of January. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's going to be that. great. I'm doing it on my. I'm I'm in charge of my own schedule. I'm not doing it for anyone else. So I only get to ha- only have to do the things I want to do. It's a revelation. That's pretty good. Anyway, yeah. So what are you, what are you thinking of the book so far? I'm loving it. Uh, I think Miffany Thomas is one of my favorite characters I have read this year. Uh, she is. I, I honestly I I stopped because I'm like. I need to handle this carefully in a non-spoilery way. We're we're not being spoilery about the rook but so so i guess what i'm going to say is if you're one of those people who still doesn't want to know a single thing about the plot like book you won't read the book jacket cover then you might want to stop listening to what i'm about to say but this is book jacket cover stuff all right so Mm -hmm. the miffany thomas who wakes up without any memories of who she is i love Mm -hmm. later on in the book you start to get to know more about what happened to her before that I'm not sure I would have liked her as much before that. Mm, like the Miffany Miffany or the, anyway, I don't want to get into it too well, there, much. I mean, like book book jacket. You can read on the book jacket that Miffany Thomas wakes up and doesn't remember anything about her life. Wait, all right, here's a question that I will ask you and people who have not read the book yet won't understand. Do you not like Miffany or do you not like Thomas? Ah, good way of putting it. Uh, I'm not sure I would like Thomas. Definitely okay. like Miffany though. Okay. Okay. That clears it up for me. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Elegantly done. This book. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, This book is great. Uh, It's 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 really well written and um, I'm excited for it to to see what happens. And I wish I hadn't put it off for so long. You know, the first time I saw this book was in 
Powell's in uh, Portland. Uh-huh. I was in Powell's and it was on on the bookshelf and I actually took a picture of it to add it to my Goodreads collection because it was one of the recommended ones. And uh, it's been sitting there ever since and I just have so little time to read additional books. I, I was like, I'm going to... I really want to go to my like to read list for once and just kind of like get something off of there because otherwise you're just going to keep adding up. Um, but I, I'm glad I did because this is uh, so far the the accolades uh, that it has received uh, seem well deserved. And this is the first of a series, as I alluded to earlier. The sequel came out this past June. So if you are uh, looking for something to continue in this series afterwards. You can pick up the second book. Uh, As we mentioned, Tassie Days mentioned, uh, the author is Australian, but he went to school here in the United States. Uh, He went to Michigan State University for undergrad and got his master's at The Ohio State University uh, before heading back overseas. So there are some Americans who show up in the book, and I'm assuming that he has been informed by his time in America on how to characterize them. (laughs) So yeah, if you guys haven't picked this up yet, uh, definitely do so. Is there anything else you wanted to add about it before we kind of yeah, get just up? the pitch? If somebody's sitting there going like, okay, but why should I read it? Uh, we've we've covered most of the good parts, but uh, a secret government section that deals with the supernatural basically fights against supernatural threats. It's part of the UK, so it's worldwide because the UK used to be the worldwide British Empire, but there are also other organizations, like, as I mentioned, the United States, uh, that they have to deal with. You even get a whole backstory about how the Sheke split off during the revolution. And, and so there's this amazing clandestine spy feel to it that almost has a 60s vibe yeah like a totally. james bond the saint the avengers not the superhero avengers but the that the bbc or the uh british tv avengers uh and and yet it's also they're fighting supernatural monsters and it's great i love yeah. it I, I love it too, and and I think that the the abilities are are so unusual. I think that's what, kind of what reminded me of the milkweed triptych a bit, yes. or how, how varied the and also a little bit of X Men, you know, like like being in the what what is the school called? In oh, X-Men. Professor X's school, yeah, for gifted whatevers, yeah, um, gifted mutants, <laughs> yeah. It it feels a little bit like that also. Yeah, uh, because and and this I don't think this gives too much away. Most people who have these powers are born with them, mm-hmm. and and so it's not just they're not just fighting the supernatural threats. They're also recruiting people that have supernatural powers to be able to fight the threats with. Totally. So definitely pick this one up, guys. I think this is one of the one of my favorite picks in in a good long time. That about wraps up this episode of Sword and Laser. Um, As usual, our show is currently entirely funded by our patrons, so thank you so much to all the folks who back our show. Um, All the books have gone out for our patrons at level uh, $20 or more. Um, They selected things from Lem's Library, and we shipped those out uh, this week. So if you have requested something, keep an eye out. Uh, We've sent you your tracking numbers uh, in a message on Patreon, Um, so keep an eye out for those. And let us know if you are a member $20 and more, um, take a look at the list and see if there's anything that strikes your fancy and we'll ship them off to you. Yeah, you get one book per month, uh, so make it, make the best use of it. Uh, so we wrap it up then? Well, you, you could have done maybe like the welcome to our new patron 
Keith Olsen. Oh, or like I thought the Pix I, part I did, that you, you did normally that read. so smoothly. I didn't realize that you had actually read that paragraph. Yes. Big welcome <laughs> to our, our new patrons, uh, Keith Olsen. Uh, or he, he just pledged today. Uh, and thanks to Robin Hill, who raised their pledge. Uh, you guys are the best. And big thanks to every single patron. You can also support the show by buying books through our links. You can find links to the books we talk about and some of our favorites at swordandlaser.com slash picks. And thanks to the person who, I can't remember what channel it came through on, if it was Twitter or email, but he bought his refrigerator on Amazon uh, using the Sword and Laser referral oh, link. Oh, that's fantastic. So thank, thank you. Thank you. Um, I, I really will look for help. your name. If I didn't thank you already, consider this your, your heartfelt thanks. Um, that kind of stuff really helps us out. Out and we appreciate it and it kind of cracks me up too <laughs> totally <laughs> yeah <laughs> i get a kick out of that uh if you want to send us an email our email address is feedback at swordandlaser.com our website is swordandlaser.com all of our discussions happen over on goodreads.com slash sword and laser and you can call and leave us a voicemail at 4157sword6 we'll see you next time bye Visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there.